All right, you guys, uh, let's get back together. Before we begin, I want to read to you from John 14. You know, Brian's going to be teaching through the end of John 13. Uh, but here's some encouragement for why we should press on in evangelism. This is what Jesus says. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself. And there, where I am, you may be also. And then later, those famous lines when he says to Thomas, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Let's pray. Father, what good news to begin our mornings with. That um, even now, Jesus is preparing a place for those who put their faith and trust in Him, to be with you in heaven forever. He is really, Lord, the only way, the only truth, and through whom we can have life everlasting. <clears throat> Father, we pray that this good news would motivate us uh, in, the sharing of, in our sharing of the gospel. <clears throat> we pray that it will uh, give us the kind of joy uh, to persevere even when conversations are hard. Father, we pray even today as we consider our own testimony, our own lives, our own conversions again, we pray that we might identify the work of the Spirit in our own conversion so that we might explain the gospel all the more clearly. We pray this for your name's sake. Amen. All right, you guys, thanks for coming again to our next week. This is our second to last week together. Uh, and then towards the end, Taylor's going to announce, talk about our Global Village trip together, which I'm actually quite excited for. Uh, not for the Global Village. I'm not a fan of Global Village. The record stands. That's my wife and my family. But I'm going because you all will be there. <laughs> and, 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 some not, and our non-Christian friends. So, um, All right, so we talked a little bit. I had you guys in your gospel friendship groups talk about um, who are the five people on the list. So I'm going to broaden the question. I already... I sent this in the chat group here. So if any of you have struck up a conversation with somebody new, maybe someone on that list, a colleague, a stranger, family, a friend, and wants to share, short story, so we can start a time together. Anyone? <clears throat> I was on Wednesday. Um, usually our university holds a Bible discussion for our campus. Um, on the way up, I met a friend of mine who's also talking to their friend. Um, and yeah, I just joined the conversation. Um, my friend was about to leave and their friend is looking for something to do. And I said, hey, why won't you join Bible discussion? And yeah, he did. So. Okay, great, great work. So inviting someone to a Bible discussion that you've already organized. Great, all right. Other, other stories? Attempts to share the gospel, did share the gospel. Um, my brother was here visiting. Was mm. Thanks for praying for us. Um, <coughs> he kind of refused all the like, big Christian things, like coming to church and coming to dinner with Christians and things. But we got to have a few conversations with him. Um, I was just saying to Vicky and Shepin that uh, he just tended to get quite angry. He just really doesn't like Christians and doesn't like mm. spiritual conversations. But yeah, we kind of were able to just like really share our lives. And yeah, I think he just has a problem with the authority of God and thinking through, yeah, 
laying his life down for Jesus. And it's hard because he knows the gospel really well. He used to claim to be a Christian um, and then kind of turned away. So yeah, just be praying to his heart and we're thankful that he came to us and visited for that long and things. But yeah, it was, it was a pretty hard week. Yeah, so yeah, please keep praying. Yeah, we'll spend some time towards the end hopefully praying for that. I'm trying to pray for Ben, right? Ben. Anyone else? The story to share? Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, two out of uh, five names, I try to engage some conversations. Um, so one of them, I think, was two or three weeks ago. A uh, friend of mine, he's from Brazil. We worked together. And um, yeah, we, have, we, we met over lunch, and uh, the conversation was like a, out of one hour, 45 minutes about work. <laughs> but then, so his wife is pregnant, and then we started talking about parenting, and I think wow. through parenting and talking about how we are trying as much as we can to do parenting like faithfully, I think I was able to share, share the gospel, uh, you know, Great. especially talking about like discipline. <laughs> uh, yeah, so yeah, praise God, like as Grace was able to share with him, but uh, I think, um, and I think maybe I could have done better in terms of like expecting a response from him, but mm. I think he is open to continue the conversation, which is which is great. Fantastic. Yeah. And and uh, just one like yesterday, I met uh, Jillian and I met over lunch with other Brazilian friends and talking about work um, and how work is like an idol for like many people. I think uh, talking about like how work is God's creation and then like how sin made it like a corrupted and but how it's redeemed by Christ I think was a way to get connected with them and talk like about the gospel. So yeah. Awesome. Anyone else with the story? Ruth. Uh yeah, Ruth and then Lydia. Um so Rich and I actually hang out every week and so this week we thought we'd go to um Dubai Mall Chinatown. Um and initially we I feel like we didn't we were just gonna do our usual like Romans. Uh, but when we got there, I had the workbook and I hadn't read it, so I was like, uh, maybe we could read the workbook together. Um, so after we did the workbook, uh, we were like, we should, we should apply, like we should go uh, talk to strangers. Uh, and so we went with that mindset, uh, which was really cool because um, we realized how awkward it is initially because we're two people intentionally wanting to talk to people mm-hmm. and everyone's doing their own thing, people are walking really fast. We look at someone and then we try to walk towards them and they're usually like, <laughs> they're like gone or they're doing something else. So it was really funny initially. Um, uh, and then we were at the waterfall, we were like, that's a touristy spot. <laughs> Mm. Um, and then we saw, oh, everyone kind of looked like they were doing their own thing, so it looked really odd to just go talk to them. So that was a bit discouraging, but uh, we saw a woman who was like with her kids, so we're like, that's like pretty normal for us wow. to talk to her because of her kids. Uh, so we started that way, but uh, she's from Russia and she did know English. Mm. <laughs> so that was hard too, but it, was, it, was, it gave us confidence to talk mm-hmm. to a stranger. Um, Great. So, then we uh, were like, okay, we should, we should talk to people. So we started walking around and we ended up at a store, the brick, what's that one? The, the one with the bears. Um, build a bear. Build a bear? No, no, not build a bear. Like the, the collector's, uh, those bear things. Oh. Anyway. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> not, the, not the point. But we went to the bear store um, and we were like walking around. Actually, we were fascinated by the, the product itself. Um, and then we started asking the salesperson just different questions about, oh, do you know what that is? Do you know what this is? We were just testing his knowledge. Um, and then at some point, uh, we just kind of like started um, like 
what's the word, uh, tag teaming in that sense. So we were like, oh, where are you from? And then he was like, I'm from Ghana. And then uh, we mentioned that we know each other from church. That's how we know each other. Because he's like, oh, where are you guys from? And how do you know each other? Um, and at some point we asked him, do you go to church? Uh, we didn't get to the gospel, but we did get to invite him to church. Mm. He isn't free on Sundays, so we invited him to the Bible study. Okay. On Wednesday, God is contact. Pray that he replies. He still yeah. hasn't. Um, but that was, yeah, that was really, I think it was really fun doing it together. Mm. Having someone to do Great it. idea. Good idea. Lydia? Uh, yeah, so I have, um, I spoke to my colleague this week. Um, he's my team lead and he's a Muslim. Um, he just came into the office and he was like, oh, this Ramadan, I need to do it right and properly. And I, and I looked at him and it was just the two of us, thankfully. Uh, so I was like, oh, why? What happens if you don't do it right? Mm -hmm. Great so question. The, the conversation started from then and then um, like it led to talking about sins. And he, he himself said, you know, someone has to die for our sins. And... Mm -hmm. Then I caught on to that and I was like, you know, that's, so we believe that Christ died for us. And so mm. I was able to share Great. a little bit of the gospel like that. And yeah, he had a few questions uh, and then we had more people come in. So he was like, okay, it's been, I mean, he said, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> <laughs> he said, we'll talk about it later. Awesome. Uh, yeah. What's his name? Arif. Arif. Okay. Uh, yeah, we'll spend some time towards the end praying for these people, maybe other people on our list. But great job, guys. I hope you're, you're really encouraged by hearing each other's stories. Encourage yourself, the ones of you that did get to share, of what God is doing in the midst of it all. Uh, but, you know, what we're, the aim really is to make progress. That's what we're working towards, right? Uh, we want to use uh, the time God has given us on earth in this place strategically um, because God is in the business of saving people. Saving people from their sins. Um, and that means it is worth our time to go outside of what is comfortable for, uh, to us, uh, to do what might even be difficult, uh, to do what will feel really bizarre and weird. I often get questions, people ask me questions like, well, but wouldn't it, be, wouldn't it feel weird if I just say something like, have you ever heard the message about Jesus Christ? Well, yeah, sure, it will sound weird because nobody ever talks about it. Uh, but, you know, I, I have found that God uses those opportunities much kind of like how you guys did, or Lydia, like you catching on to phrases, getting on to get, asking good questions as a means to uh, using our time intentionally with our non-Christian friends. Uh, with that, I want to challenge you to pray that God will put you in front of more non-Christians. Uh, and uh, I have prayed that prayer for many years, and God doesn't seem to fail to answer that prayer. Um, so think about that. Think about adding that to your prayer list. So last week, Taylor uh, did a great job by helping us think about how we can go from uh, getting to know somebody to get into more deeper spiritual conversations. Um, we talked about what we're to say, how we're to get into conversations. Today, if you've already worked through week five on your, in your workbook, we're talking about using our testimony. Okay? Um, so let me kind of give us a quick summary here. Uh, this week in Acts 26, we saw Paul boldly stand before King Agrippa and tell his story of how God saved him. He clearly proclaimed the great news as he shared his journey. The king was convinced Paul was trying to convert him. It wasn't a surprise. As Paul used this story, we can also use our story to direct people to Jesus. Especially with family and friends, isn't it? 
the, those who have maybe witnessed our, our change in life. It can be a powerful tool to help them see what God has done. Uh, and especially because really much of the work is a work that happens inside, right? You know, but we have to understand something. The, the key with telling our story is not to make it about us. We're going we're gonna to work through, uh, and, you know, here what, what we should and shouldn't say. The focus must be about telling God's story, about teaching what God says uh, in the Bible and identifying what God has done for us in saving us from our sins, okay? But telling your story, sharing your testimony can be a great bridge to the gospel. I'm going to read to you Acts 26, 28, and 29. And Agrippa said to Paul, in a short time, would you persuade me to be a Christian? Wow, isn't that a great question from, from someone like a king to ask? And Paul said, whether short or long, I would to God that not only you, but all who hear me this day might become such as I, except for these chains. Brothers and sisters, next time you're struggling with evangelism, I want you to flip open to Acts 26, 28, and 29, mark it up and say, Oh, how good it is that even when in our sharing the gospel, this is the motivation. We get to see people become much like Paul and us converted. Okay, so uh, I'm assuming you've all done your homework. Uh, so let's look, think back again to Acts 26. Uh, what stood out to you about how Paul shared his testimony with King Agrippa? So what stood out to you about the way Paul shared his testimony with King Agrippa? Um, yeah, you turn, turn your Bible to Acts 26 and that, you know, have that in hand while we think about it a little bit together. Um, we, Rachel and I, when we studied this, we talked about how he knew, um, he knew even what King Agrippa knew about the Jews and Judaism. Mm -hmm. And... And even knew about himself, and so his testimony was just naturally, like, part of the part of him being accused and making his case. I think we can see just in the yeah in the beginning of the passage how Paul very uh, very details give this his testimony of just what he said, like what what God has done, but telling I think almost every single thing. Mm -hmm. okay, first that we can see here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But going like in detail what what God has done for him. Mm -hmm. Other thoughts? I think he's bold to speak about the testimony even to a king because he recognizes that he's a servant to a king that's bigger than mm. Yeah, so he kind of yeah, I like what you said that he identifies his position. And yet that doesn't seem to stop him yeah. in sharing the gospel. Yeah. Right? It doesn't stop him from... And he recognizes that no one is too small or too great to listen to the gospel. Yeah, I love that, right? Mm -hmm. Anyone else? I think the gospel in itself, like all the elements of the gospel and what Jesus exactly did for him gives him much of motivation like he's like it's kind of like it's 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 really compelling him to yeah bring this news to him um, in fact if you read acts 26 27 28 all the conversations he's having before felix governor agrippa 
there's one point where they all kind of think he's crazy or they get annoyed at him. It's every time when he talks about the resurrection of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the fact is, the resurrection of Jesus itself is a great motivation and comfort for all of us to preach the gospel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's very clear about it. Absolutely, yeah. Um, well, so thinking about some of the things we've learned, uh, how do we transition from a spiritual to a gospel conversation? You guys remember that? You work through your notes. Uh, so, you know, we were asking in the you know, last week, we were asking some more broader questions, get to know each other questions, trying to find a way into having a conversation. How do we go from there to actually sharing the gospel message? You know, I think um, just one, one more comment on the first question. Yeah. And then we'll get to the second one. Great. I think the thing that I love so much about that I've always loved about this passage and this example is so just personally the way I've seen this play out is when we served in China there was a season where we had pretty high level officials that were interrogating and questioning us that we were sitting in front of and typically like I would be afraid and just scared to death to bring up anything about because it was illegal to be proselytizing but I think like in this example here testimony that's something that no one can take away from you Mm. right this is this is my story and what god has done in my life it's it's god's story with the work that he's done in my life and so i I feel like in many ways that's a it's a safe space to Mm -hmm. um to proclaim the gospel and and so that's why I, i just i love this example here and how he just highlights like how he was dead in his sin, mm-hmm. but God just completely saved him. And now how this is impacting his life. And so I feel like testimonies can be powerful, especially yeah. even in the face of dangerous situations mm-hmm. or seemingly intimidating. Whether it's even you're like the CEO of your company that you're working for, hey, that's an intimidating situation, right? Or maybe someone's telling you, hey, you can, we don't talk about religious matters at work, but your testimony is... is Different, mm-hmm. right? This is your personal story. So I just wanted to. Thanks, man. That's that. great. <laughs> but to your second question. Yep. Did you have something to say, or? No, I was gonna. I was gonna wait. Okay, great. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So how do we transition? Any ideas? There's a sense of like a before and after, and I think that's like a very natural way that Paul mm-hmm. uses, like we can also use. Yeah. Um, just describing our life before yeah. and what changed, and that what changed should be the gospel. Yeah. 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 That's a great one. Yeah. I think even with that, I found always helpful when I'm trying to ask questions, and it seems like there's a bit of a stand. I uh, like to ask the more blunt question, like, "Hey, I'm a Christian. Do if you could ask Christians hard questions, what would they be?" Uh, and and that's been one way I've used to transition from a spiritual question to trying to get the gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe as well, like active listening, and then yeah, kind of like even what Ruth mm-hmm. was saying, like kind of using that active listening to then to steer the conversation to a spiritual thing by something they say. Or, yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. One or two more ideas. Ask them, yeah, like ask them questions, make them um, 
want to make conversation. Mm. Like um, when Taylor uh, last week told us like people like to speak. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I last time when I spoke with someone, when I asked her questions, make her yeah. I want to speak, speak, speak. Mm. She didn't finish conversation. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, yeah, through questions. Yeah. And kind of to, to Jesse's point here, you know, there's, there's, there's two ways to getting at questions. One, you can ask the yes or no question, like, do you live in Dubai? Yes or no. Or you could ask, where do you live in Dubai? You know, so asking more broader, so in English you call them open-ended questions versus closed-ended questions. You're asking more open-ended questions that are pushing people to have deeper conversations like, what brought you to Dubai? Or we're going to talk about Ramadan here, that's a great easy open door for uh, having more open-ended questions. Yeah. And the other one is kind of what we're talking about is by sharing our testimony. So now if you're, you know, maybe you're going to find a complete stand and it's going to get hard to share the gospel. You might want to say, like Taylor said, can I explain to you how I became a Christian? Um, so that's what we want to spend our time thinking about. Uh, I'm assuming you spent your time looking at pages 64 to 66 on um, kind of outlining your own testimony. Okay. So if you haven't, it'd be a great thing to try and do today and before church. But I want to kind of just do a quick summary. Okay. When it comes to sharing our testimony or our, the story of our conversion... Uh, what are some right and wrong ways to go about doing it? Okay? Right. Yeah, right as in correct ways. Correct ways to explain it. Wrong as in wrong things to say, wrong things to do. And trying to explain the, our, how we've been saved. I'll just start with something that convicted me years back when I came to faith. Um, is I've often heard a lot of testimonies where it is, there's so much drama in the story and um, I look at my testament for sure there is like the way God saved me there is so much drama there but I've wrestled with this like how do I share because it becomes about me not about the gospel mm. and remember uh, David Platt um, in one of his sermons he said there is nothing more dramatic than the gospel in itself mm. and that was very convicting for me mm. uh, the very fact that God would leave like everything to uh, to send his own son, like, and here's the creator dying for us, mm. and he not only died, but he rose up, like, there's so much drama right there. Yeah. And, but, like, so in some sense, making the gospel clear, not mm -hmm. to worry so much about, like, your story, but to exalt what Christ has done in your story. Yeah, so Toba's getting us started here, so maybe the wrong perspective, and we can keep adding to this, is the focus is on me, you know, on what happened in my life. Versus maybe the right one is directing it towards Christ, how Christ has saved me. Uh, any other ways? We might we could keep adding to that to keep explaining it some more. Um, I think I think I've been next to someone who kind of shared their testimony, and they just use so much jargon, mm. like so much church words that I think you know in the dictionary. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, too much jargon. Yeah. Like, also why? Like, um, if I, like, I have planned to share with him my story. Like, I have to, he make me ask. Mm. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, like, um, give him, oh, this is my plan. If he know uh, this is my plan, he, he will see, like, this is, like, um, I don't know, it's in English, but he will not get comfortable with me mm -hmm. because I have a plan to mm. share my story. Why? Yeah. So, like, I have to make him ask me. Yeah. Through yeah. that, share with him. Yeah. Because sometimes, I, like, I was encouraged to share, but in a good way. Yeah. 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 Like, so maybe not forcibly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, that might be, you know. So to force, forcefully share the, your story of like, you know, you meet someone in the room and you're like, I just need to tell you right now. I mean, look, there might be some advantage and people come to faith. You know, I think what Jesse's trying to get at is um, there can be an unhelpful way of doing it uh, where it actually um, stops making progress towards helping them understand the gospel and maybe believe in Jesus Christ. So, uh, other, other kind of right ways or wrong ways, both, both. I think I sometimes forget to talk about how it's changed my life. Mm. Tell me more, yeah, tell us more, sorry. Uh, I mean, I, I might just end my, con my conversation or my testimony at the time that I was saved. And that's the end of my story, because that's not true. Uh, there's mm. so many ways in which my life has changed and it's been different because of what Christ did. Mm. Yeah. say, forgetting how God has changed you? Yeah. How God. Yeah. Maybe one connected to that, but the, kind of the other side is if you only share ways that your life has changed. Like I used to be bad, and now I'm good. Mm. It's all about your actions. It doesn't really talk about spiritual things. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great kind of going back to the me thing, right? So how? Yeah. Just just putting att attention on the actions. Yeah. Not the heart. Not getting at the heart change, maybe. Also, uh, like a challenge with time, like not uh, focus all with the story and like um, like movie. <laughs> yes, too much information. Yeah, yeah like, yes. like I have to focus before and when I how to know him and after mm. know him for maybe five minutes more than. But yeah. I'm not yeah. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. And actually, kind of that, I found this worksheet to be quite helpful. Because really what it's, it's doing is it's, it's giving you the, this basic summary. What was your life before Jesus? Uh, what, what happened when you first began to understand your need for Jesus? And then what made me most interested in following Jesus? So what did you come to understand, right? Uh, but I, I think Jesse's got a point there. And something I want to try to encourage you to do, to, you, know, in, you know, sometime in your gospel friendship groups, think about ways in which you can... Share the gospel in five minutes or share with your testimony. We'll actually spend some time doing that here in a bit. Or in 10 minutes or in 30 minutes. Uh, you know, so depending on the, the amount of time you have. Uh, but not, you know, aiming for the one hour <laughs> uh, alone. Uh, any right things? We've, we've done all the wrongs, which is great. What about some right things we should do? Things we don't want to forget. I, I, I highlighted some here. 
other things. Focus about I was a sinner. Yes, yeah. Talk about being a sinner. Yeah. I think also with the right ways is as you listen, or you, as you, even if it's a stranger, you can kind of gauge some things. Um, then the language you use, you'd also be a bit careful. Yeah, so kind of even going to Kate's point, think simple, right? Yeah. Simple, easy to understand. Yeah. And I also think there there are varying elements in our story, in our testimony. And so as depending on where the conversation has gone, depending on what the person has said, I might highlight and focus on one element mm. of the story a little bit more. Mm. Um, but again, I, I think still remembering though that like it's not just me telling my life story, but it's me sharing the testimony of how God has rescued me and yeah. that person. Yeah. It brings me to life in Christ. And yeah. So, um, I love what Taylor's saying. And in fact, uh, a number of years ago, I was talking to a church pastor, and he says, I often will tell people, tell me God's story of your life, mm-hmm. not your story of God's work. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so we want to kind of highlight what has God done in your life in order to save you. Yeah, so this is God's story in some ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think this kind of comes under the point of sinner, but uh, I've seen often how when I talk to a few people, they always assume that because I'm a, I was born as a nominal Christian, mm. like, of course you would say gospel is right and everything, but to help them understand that no, actually all of us are born sinners. Yeah. And like, that's because we don't stand right before God and explaining kind of from there. So, yeah. Can I say it's conversion? Explain yeah, yeah. that we need to be converted. Yeah. We need to be brought to life from death to life, darkness to light. Yeah. We need to be clear on that. Um, one, one of the things I found, and kind of going back to the wrong here, uh, has been talking to people about the good things that have happened in my life. Likely because of what Christ has done. And talking to people and, and, and almost directing it to all the good. Mm. As a way to kind of win people over. See what good God does. Now, no, there's nothing wrong in identifying the good work of God in your life. Um, but what we want to try to do is to point people to their need for Jesus. Yeah. And how Jesus saves them from their sin. Right? <clears throat> any other ideas? Or any other thoughts? Even going off what you've been saying, almost... I think I don't do this as often. Um, while while ending your testimony, like almost an invitation also to be like, this is relevant for you, it's not just my story yeah. or something. I like that, you just invite them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it doesn't make it kind of a unique thing. Mm-hmm. Also focus um, about um, when I told him um, my life before and after. Focus about after, what the meaning of my life is good now. Yeah. Because maybe he like understand you, you live without suffering. Yeah. You, uh, you have everything. Yeah. So like this. Yeah. So like focus what the meaning of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So kind of explaining really, for what does it mean to follow Jesus, right? The cost. cost. The cost. Yeah. Follow Jesus, the cost, you're right. Yeah, fantastic. 
Well, this will give you enough to work with now in your, in your gospel group. So if your gospel friends are here, partner with them. And we're going to spend 10 minutes, 5 minutes each, um, sharing our testimony uh, with the aim of really sharing God's work. Okay, so here's the critique. The other person needs to tell you if they, if they are hearing God's story or your story. Okay, uh, so it's going to be hard work. To, put, to draw the attention away from uh, just focusing on details that are important in our lives, what we think is important, to directing it towards what God has done, okay? So find your pair, and if you don't have a pair, we'll pair you up. Yes, invite your colleague. All right, you guys. Okay, so if you had to give uh, public feedback for the, person, for the person that you were a part of, well, I, I maybe, maybe not sort of accuse the person and say, David is horrible, no. But maybe kind of more broader, like, uh, we could do a better job with X or Z or, you know. So, indirect, yeah, indirect criticism, there you go. Constructive. Indirect constructive criticism, all right. Indirect. Yeah. There's only two people in the group, so. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a suit now. There were some groups that had three, so. Okay, thoughts. Thoughts on how they did with sharing the gospel, uh, or sharing God's story. Yeah, Carson. Yeah, I, it was helpful to go through these right and wrong things before we gave our testimony. Mm -hmm. yeah. But then I found myself thinking about them a lot while I was trying to share. And I felt like, <laughs> might be what, is, what is my testimony? <laughs> <laughs> so it made me want to practice. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Yeah. Um, Ruth did a really good job in, you know, uh, reminding me that you know, she was a sinner and then how she always failed to keep people's promises and then she took that as a segue to share the gospel and how God keeps his promises and never, you know, his promises never fail. Uh, so she was really good in going to the gospel from her testimony. Uh, the only thing was, there was some, you know, hard words. Okay. She used yeah. some words like sacrifice, and I'm like, okay, maybe if I wasn't part of the whole Christian thing, I maybe would not understand that. But okay. otherwise, she was a good job. Yeah, fantastic. Time is an issue. Yeah. 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 It, it is an issue. Which I, I mean, I just want to say, again, it gets at practicing. Mm. You want to try to find some time to work at this, you know, like any skill set. Work at how, how can you do it in five minutes? It's also just, by the way, one of the privileges as, as an elder when I have a new member come to ask them to tell us their testimony uh, and then to ask them to share the gospel. We often say, can you share the gospel in one minute? Uh, lately, I've been asking a person, can you share your testimony in four minutes? Uh, it's harder for new members and new people, but I can ask you that question next time. <laughs> yeah. John and Mark uh, <laughs> <laughs> forgot to invite John. <laughs> okay. John and Mark finished sharing the gospel in five minutes, but yeah, forgot to invite exactly. Okay. <laughs> I mean, John and Mark finished. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> so you had the opposite problem with Nitin. You had too much time. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I think we covered more of me in uh, five minutes than uh, mm. we cover the gospel. Okay. I really I appreciate that. Yeah. It, it's tempting, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel that way too. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, I I feel like after talking, we can't really 
take much of the me outside because yeah. you want to show how God really worked in your life. Right. Because it can't be like just so, it's just out there. Like, mm-hmm. There is a factor of me that can't be. It's like when I was talking with Jesse, like unless I know what her life is, I there's no point of the story. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Like, there's right. no point of God, Christ's yeah. work. Like, so then later on I was asking her, so okay, like, like even she was asking me the same question. So what kind like what kind of a family is it? Like how did how did this make a difference to you? So if you don't know me then it's really difficult yeah. to explain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I appreciate you, you know, I, I, I'm glad you brought it up because I think it is tricky and we need yeah. to figure that out. We need to figure out how do we hold the tension yeah. between what, yeah, so I think uh, with that, you want to identify in the, in the sharing of our stories, uh, how can we, you know, remove the details that uh, might not be as most important. Yeah. It might feel like it's, an, it, it's, it's crucial, but not as important. Uh, so that we can get it, really putting our attention on, on what God has done. But you're right. I think we want to help people identify, you know, what my life was before Jesus Christ. Why I, was, why I really rejected him. <laughs> How did that look like in reality? Yeah, I think you're right. Anything else? I thought, with, kind of with that, um, we, didn't, we didn't get to have enough time. But Benita did a really good job with almost giving me context that I realized is actually so relevant mm-hmm. for, like, another person who could be maybe a nominal Christian or who could be even just not very religious but thinks they're a good person. So I feel like as I was listening to her, I was like, oh yeah, if I was someone who thought I was good, this is so helpful for me Mm -hmm. to hear that someone else thought the same and it is an issue. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, so think again, what's what's relevant information, relevant context to be able to give people in order for them to understand my life? I think with that as well. John and Mark again um, really went deep on like, well not really went deep, but like started with the spiritual mm-hmm. conversation that was already talked about and like focused there and towards the end like they summarized it and how they looked at that spiritual um, conversation now. So it's like relevancy as well. Like also yeah. oh, that's why I ask because yeah, sure, the gospel, and then, like, this is what I really want, that spiritual conversation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, when you, when we're seeing the me, um, I, I feel like, I, I would say we're not talking about, like, we, we can share about ourselves and who we were, like, we were sinners and just dead to ourselves, right? We can talk about our life story. I think the me there is referring to maybe, but... I started doing this, and I yeah. did this, and now I'm going to church, and I'm reading the Bible, and I'm a good person. That's what we don't, that, that's missing the point of the gospel. Yeah. Instead of that, it's like, God rescued me mm-hmm. his son. Yeah. God helped me put my faith in him. And so, yeah. I think, is that kind of what you're meaning? Yeah, I agree. Right? And to kind of use that in my own life, you know, I, uh, I really, in many ways, if I looked at my life before a non-Christian, before I became a Christian, and honestly, quite evidently, I lived like a non-Christian. It was very obvious to my mom, my father, everyone around me could tell that I was a non-Christian. Even my, even my Muslim friends and my Hindu friends could tell that I was a non-Christian. It was quite, I, I rampantly loved my sin. Uh, it can be tempting to spend a lot of my time just talking about that. 
Um, and I think what I've, I've had to learn to curb myself to do is to say, yeah, I was a sinner. I did all these sinful actions. But can I explain to you that the, the problem is not the sinful action, but my sinful heart. So I, could, I might try to stop my actions, but it doesn't change my heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I needed God to come, uh, intervene, and change my heart. Give me new life. So I found that particularly helpful in my own trying to share the gospel through my testimony. Um, yeah, you know, to be a thoughtful storyteller in that sense. Um, but brothers and sisters, that is another tool, again, uh, in, in, as you sh- in sharing the gospel. Uh, and hopefully one I think you might find you, you, you would use quite often. Um, before we come to a close, I want to think a little bit about thinking evangelistically of Ramadan. Okay? Uh, so in the, in the season, this is the, the month where um, we are going to be fasting. Uh, we Muslims are fasting. So we want to think, how can we as Christians... Um, use this uh, unique opportunity, Lydia's kind of already got us started, uh, to get to know our Muslim friends, uh, think about ways we can share the gospel, okay? So here's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to ask some broad questions, put some thoughts down, and that way that'll give us some ideas, okay? Um, So for those of us that, you know, for whom the idea of Ramadan sounds like, oh, what's Ramadan? I don't know what that is. Anyone with a one or two line summary? If you lived here long enough for more than a year or so, you'd probably pick it up. But what would be a one-line or two-line summary on what is Ramadan? I can go. Sure. Jesse can correct me. Uh, uh, I believe uh, this is the month that uh, Prophet Muhammad got revealed. The Quran was revealed to the uh, Prophet Muhammad, and uh, Muslims believe. Uh, observing this lunar calendar, Muslim month, uh, with fasting from dawn to dusk. Mm-hmm. And uh, they believe uh, that this is one of the five compulsory uh, things to follow if you are Muslim. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a helpful summary. 30 days of fasting, oftentimes uh, uh, Muslims think about that as a way in which they can curb their life. Uh, to get better favor with God, you know, remove their sins, quote unquote. I had a conversation with a Muslim this week and he's like, I'm try- I just want to try hard enough mm-hmm. and then I'll be fine f- for the next season of my life. Um, yeah, that's kind of a broad summary. Uh, there's all- there'll be lots of information. In fact, I want to give you a- an easy access question to ask someone this week. What is Ramadan? What does, Ramadan, what does Ramadan mean in the Quran? And what does that mean for you specifically? Okay? But um, what, what can we do as we are trying to get, apart from asking that question, other questions we can try to do, we can try to use in getting to know Muslim friends during this period? Ask them what they believe during Ramadan. Yeah. Like, when you watch anything taxi, you guys are fasting, yeah, yeah, and then uh, can ask what's your belief. Yeah, we have that we have we have two life mm. before and after death, and then they they have prayed five times, mm-hmm. and then until we reach this <laughs> this place, how <laughs> <Okay>, that's it. <laughs> and then I ask him, and then who, what do you call that? Imam, yeah, Imam only read the Quran. Yeah. So they do. Yeah, so Vicky is asking kind of inquisitive questions 
about Ramadan, about Islam, as a way to get to know, get to ask more questions, get to the gospel. Yeah, other things, other things we could try and do. I think this month, um, during Ramadan, it's such an easy opportunity because just this question, like, so are you, like, are you fasting for Ramadan? That can be your leading question to mm-hmm. someone you don't even know. Mm-hmm. When we go to Global Village, like, are you, are you breaking fast? Like, are you participating in Ramadan? Um, and then asking then, well, wh- what does Ramadan mean? As soon as you ask that question, all Muslims right now are very, they're on a Ramadan high. Yes. So they are very excited. They want to talk about it. Honestly, they may come and talk to you about it without you even asking the question. Um, that happened to me on Friday. I sit down at a coffee shop late, like at midnight, with this guy, and he just starts unloading on me about what he's heard, what Ramadan is, that Islam is kind of like an iPhone, it's the new new upgrade to the old Christianity, and, <laughs> and he just like goes on, and I let him talk, Yeah, I let him talk and I listen, and then then that, that just listening gave me an opportunity then to share the gospel with him, yeah. um, and just ask follow-up questions, so uh, just that one question, you're already getting connected you're, you're in spiritual, and you listen to them, and maybe ask questions as you go, as they're talking, but they're going to be really excited. Let them be excited about it, and then it's also, you just by you listening, is going to give you a chance to say, well, this is the way I see it, or what I believe is, is a little bit different. Can I share that with you? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, take advantage of this time, and Meet them where they're at, too. Mm-hmm. I know schedules might not be conducive for that, but some of us can. So, I mean, from, you know, the last prayer, like at 7.30, 7.45 until 4.30 in the morning, they're out. And they're hanging out, nothing else to do. Go meet, go meet them where they're at, where they're at. Mm-hmm. hang out with people um, and ask these questions. How many of your offices are hosting uh, office iftar parties? Not us. Not <laughs> Maybe you need to convince Brian. <laughs> uh, or like friends uh, that have maybe already invited to an off. You've had one. You've had one. Okay. Um, sometimes some offices here uh, organize like a joint iftar party. Uh, and it's really an open invitation to anybody. Uh, but what happens is the Muslims will go to the nearest mosque by the office, break their fast, and then come up and basically have an office party together. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, that's often another kind of way, like Taylor said, you know, the, the malls are open late, great opportunity to try and strike up a conversation. Uh, if, you, if you do have an, if, if you know a friend who's hosting an iftar party, um, ask about it. So uh, when I was a, a student, the, one of my fellow friends, my, my friends who was discipling me, um, was eager to share the gospel during Ramadan. So he would just say, hey, we have lots of questions about iftar. Can we come home one day and just ask you our questions? And it was amazing and crazy. <laughs> it was uh, me and my friend Deepak with about 50 other uh, friends and family members. Uh, we only knew two of the 50. And we, and it, it, to them, it seemed like we were the little project. Uh, but to us, it was like, wow, what a, what a way to get into their life. So they invited us home. 
I still have that, you know, the memory of this long table and Deepak and I were in the middle of the table and we just asked all these questions and they asked those questions. It was a great way to, in some ways to practice hospitality that way, to join them in the hospitality. Other thoughts? Something that I, this happens almost every Ramadan, I almost feel really scared to offend people. Because um, it is, it, it always seems really funny to me when during Ramadan, I feel like everyone kind of goes, you said excited, I think they go insane. Mm. Like, they, like everyone's so angry and everyone's like in this weird like mood and I'm like, can you calm down? And like, I don't know, it just gets really funny. Um, but the things that, that happen to your body when you don't eat. That's, that's in like week, week two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The first week is exciting. It's kind of sad and ironic because the reason they're, most of them are uh, doing Ramadan is because they want to get um, on God's good side yeah. and they want to do good things. Mm -hmm. But actually their heart is like really like letting out a lot of what they're actually feeling inside. Mm -hmm. So I feel like something I want to do more is ask about like the heart of sin. Yes. Like, rather than just talking mm -hmm. about the actions like, oh good job, you're fasting. Mm -hmm. but, but people but, are more in tune with that. Yeah. yeah. More than they've ever yeah. been exactly. during the year. Mm -hmm. so it's a good time. I think so. Yeah. I think I think that with what you said, like you you guys all have Muslim friends or colleagues, people that you know. Send them a Ramadan greeting. Like mm -hmm. wish them a happy like Ramadan or yeah. Eid when it comes. And you will be surprised how many invites you might get. Or even even be as bold as saying, Hey, you know, I've never really been to an iftar. Mm -hmm. Can I join you? Invite yourself in. Did you do that, Lydia? I mean, that, I, that I is agree. culturally, yeah. they, especially locals here, mm -hmm. um, very, very hospitable. Yeah. It's so a privilege. That, yeah. Um, take advantage of that. And you get a free meal. You Barrel? I mean, I just want to see. I think I was just thinking as we were just telling that maybe you can also ask about. What is that progress in Ramadan? Hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's a great question. Yeah, how's it going? Yeah, how, how has it been? Yeah, I like that. Did you have a question? Were you going to suggest? No, I just want to ask uh, your own experience. Have you ever gotten into a mind stickers bigger kind of contest? Ah, uh, you mean like uh, what we're doing is better than what you're doing? Yeah. 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 They often like to get into those. Yeah. Kind of thing, like you said, this is the upgraded version. Mm -hmm. You've gotten all corrupted files. <laughs> yeah. I, I would say generally, it's best not to get into debate mm -hmm. with yeah. people. Let them talk, and maybe just ask ask follow up questions from what they're talking about, um, and try to point yeah. to that, or you know, make make references to because they'll they'll believe and they say, oh, we believe in you know all the prophets. Well, mm -hmm. Oh yeah, so like uh, like the prophet Adam. Hawa, right? And go and story through that, that story of the gospel and how, hey, it was just one thing that Adam did. This is not a big deal. Like, mm -hmm. fruit. like Adam, they were probably way better than you and I. It was one thing that completely broke the relationship with God. And now, if, if we read through all the prophets, they, they all realized that they had sinned and that there was something they needed to do for that sin, or there was a sacrifice that needed to be made. Yeah. And 
Just, yeah, I mean, find ways, but yeah, I don't think it's typically 98.9% of the time, it's not good to get mm. into debate. Um, yeah, I think I found with that a question, and you see this in page 99 of your handout. Uh, what makes a true or a good Muslim? Mm -hmm. I like asking us that, a question like that. How do you know if you are one? How do you know if you're a good Muslim? Uh, what, is, what does it mean to be a good Muslim or, or not? Um, yeah, I think with that, we want to hold the line of uh, having inquisitiveness um, and yet at the same time recognizing our purpose in being inquisitive is to, have, um, to show God's love to them and, and by explaining the gospel to them. Yeah? Uh, with that, I do want to point that resource out to page 98 and 99. A great simple summary on Islam. I think it'd be definitely worth your time thinking about it. But hopefully all of that is helpful for you guys as you make progress in sharing the great news about Jesus Christ. Did you have a question? No, I don't have a question. Yeah. Um, but Nathan said that the Ramadan is like one of the five things that the Muslims believe in. So five times, right? So I think like when I was talking to my teammate, I, I got to ask him like what happens if you don't do the fasting? Mm -hmm. So like if you don't follow one of these five, what do you not what happens to you? Yeah. You know? That's a great great question. Yeah. Like yeah. because I think that they think that if, if they do the five then they go to heaven. Yeah. So if mm -hmm. you don't do one of that where do you go? Like, what yeah. happens? And I think a great, a great simple question to ask Muslims, even when you're talking about Ramadan, is, well, at the end of this month, or at the end of your life, do you believe that you would have done enough mm -hmm. for your sins to be forgiven? Mm -hmm. Do you believe on Judgment Day that you will go to paradise? Mm -hmm. See what they say. Most will say, Inshallah, or no. And they would be, I mean, the guy on Friday said no. Like, I don't believe I've done enough. Mm -hmm. so that's why I'm working really hard. Mm -hmm. um, and, well, what I know is true is different. Can I mm -hmm. share that with you? And somehow, yeah, get into the gospel that way. So. That's great. So, uh, We've covered um, sharing the great news. We're going to end next week by talking about part four, where we will study Acts 8 and see how Philip shared the gospel with an Ethiopian eunuch. We will also discuss how to get from the gospel to a response. Right? That's kind of what we've been talking a little bit about. We want to get people to make a decision to mm -hmm. respond and to identify what that means to respond to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, but brothers and sisters, I want to end our time praying. So let me assign a few things for us to pray for um, so, so that a couple of us can pray and we'll end our, end our time together. So Lydia, can you pray for God to keep providing us opportunities to share the gospel? Pray that God will put us in front of more non-Christians. Uh, even non-Christians we'll find today at church. Um, so pray for that. Uh, Taylor, can I ask that God will give us a courage to keep building those uh, conversations with the five people that we've written down. That would be great. Um, and then, Binny, can I get you to pray for David's classmate who came to the Bible discussion? Uh, and with that, for the stranger that Rachel and Ruth met uh, at Dubai Mall. And Beryl, can you pray for um, Kate's brother, Ben, that God would save him, and for Arif. Okay? Yeah, for two people. Great. And you'll close us. So that's, that's the last prayer. Great. All right, Lydia. Father in heaven, we thank you for the time that you've given to us. We are 
so grateful to you for this evangelism class um, and for the purpose of it. And we pray that um, we would be that you would allow us to have more opportunities to share the good news to other other non-Christians and to other friends and people that that require to know you. Um, we pray that um, yeah that you would you would allow us to even. Um, that you would give us the courage and the confidence to speak about these things to them as well. Mm. Um, yeah, I ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Father God, we just come before you and thank you for um, just this group of people. God, as we have created and have thought through the last few weeks of names of people um, whom we know and whom we care about and who we want to know and put their faith <clears throat> and hope in you, God, we. We know that these are not just numbers, they're not just five people, but these are names of people, they're faces that are created in your image, and God, you deserve and, and desire the, the glory and worship from all of these people. God, give us the boldness, um, give us the, the mindset to even pray uh, for them uh, diligently uh, every day this week. Uh, God, give us, help us to see and find opportunities that we can point them to you. God, help us to be bold in, in reaching out to them and clearly explaining the gospel and, and calling them to repent and believe in you, putting their hope in you. So God, we, we pray that through this time and the, that many of these friends, many of these people on our list would, would come to know you and um, gather together with us in, in the church um, as we're going to do this afternoon. God, so we, we love you and just pray that, that you would move um, and work in the lives and hearts of many. Uh, Father God, we just thank you for this time just uh, uh, learning about how important it is to evangelize to others. Father, we just thank you for David and how he invited his friend uh, for the Bible discussion. We just pray for his heart that uh, as he heard from the Bible discussion that it would bear fruit in his heart, that he would have uh, heard about you and what you've done for him. We pray that this would also be a good opportunity for David to have more conversations uh, to his friend about you, Father, that uh, we can lead him to know uh, his father. We also pray for Rachel and Ruth as they were able to just go to the Bible Mall and strike up conversations with people. We pray for the brother from Ghana. We pray that uh, that conversation would, uh, would have been helpful for him. We just pray that uh, he would reply to their messages and that they would be able to that he would be able to come to church one of the days or even for the Bible study. We pray that uh, you would work in his heart and just uh, that there would be fruit from uh, that conversation that we had. We thank you for this time and we pray this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, we pray for Arif at this time. We pray that as Lydia gets to speak with him, we pray that Lydia gets boldness and also that during this conversation that she would be able to show him that Christ is the only way to God and not through any other means. Lord, we also pray for Ben. Uh, pray that it's often his heart as well. And we pray for the Zostras as they um, so continue to talk to them. Uh, pray that you give them much patience and grace. Mm -hmm. And soften, soften Ben's heart to see mm -hmm. God and see, see you, Lord. Uh, we also thank you for the time that we got. We pray that you help us to live out the gospel and live out in obedience to what you've commanded us to do. And help us to live out in love uh, for what Christ has shown us. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.